Down to Football with Sean McDonald, Colin Sommer, and Nick Palumba. Brought to you by WHIP. What's up, guys? This is Down to Football. Welcome back. Uh, it's been a long break since our last episode. We're really glad to have you back. Um, lots gone on since. Uh, we've entered the playoffs. Uh, divisional round has gone by. Wild card weekend has gone by. It's honestly been a thriller. A lot of shocking endings. Um, a lot of unexpected things happening. A lot of expected things happening. But uh, just a lot to talk about. And uh, like I said, we're really excited to have you back. So. We're basically just going to do a brief overview of Wild Card Weekend. Um, that was two weeks ago, so we just want to put that out there real quick. And then uh, um, Divisional Round just happened. A lot of crazy endings, so we're going to get over that too. And then we're going to make a few predictions for the uh, NFC and AFC Championship. We're really looking forward to it. We got some great games going on, and uh, I really, really hope you enjoy. So uh, the first game we're going to go over with was actually from the Wild Card Weekend. Um, it was the Seattle Seahawks against the Dallas Cowboys. What do you guys think? I think, I mean, very close game, obviously. Was it 24 to 22 Cowboys? Um, the Seahawks did come to play, and um, I mean, they were kind of the late season surprise coming into this playoffs. I don't think a lot of us in the beginning, like we all said, uh, expected them to be where they are. So them coming in was definitely a big surprise, but they uh, they came to play. I mean, their biggest standout got Tyler Lockett. Only four receptions, about 120 yards. And um, he, he didn't have any touchdowns, but that's just an amazing way to move your team down the field. Um, so, I mean, both him and um, Wilson came out to play, uh, but Cowboys came out more. And the Cowboys' defense, again, just their defensive line and – their secondary with uh, Van Der Esch. Van Der Esch is an animal. Um, he's a real ball hawk, in, I think. He's in the Pro Bowl now. He is? Oh, yeah, man. he just took Luke Keekley's spot over. But um, to add, you know, no, Lane Van Der Esch, he, he took off, uh, took Luke Keekley's spot uh, at linebacker. Um, honestly, not sure why. Is Keekley injured? I, uh, not that I know of. Uh, I haven't seen anything. They usually a- have a reason for it. There's been like a lot of like surprise switches though yeah. in the, in the Pro Bowl with honestly no reason. Um, um, yeah, I'm not too it's, sure. It's been it's been a weird uh, off everything going on with the Pro Bowl, a lot of uh, alternates and stuff, but uh, just very very confusing. But um, I think the reason why the Cowboys won this game, um, the run game, it's obviously very very important throughout the regular season and in the playoffs. Um, Zeke Zeke was feasting the entire night. He had 26 carries for 137 yards and a touchdown. Uh, not to mention he also. He had his moments in the receiving game. He had four receptions out of the backfield for 32 yards. Um, but he's he's just been very dominant. Um, but, yeah, controlling the run game, it, it's just so important because you control the clock for the entire game if you can just keep moving the chains by staying on the ground. Prescott, Prescott he, he's shown his moments uh, as a quarterback, but I don't think he is a long-term solution. I mean, he, he has gotten him to the playoffs twice now, correct? Twice? Twice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And – but he hasn't exactly gotten too far, so um, well, in, in is that him or is it a Jason Garrett thing? Because you Garrett know they have they've Garrett never thing. gotten past that point of the divisional round, and I, they they really have no success in the postseason. I I mean I don't I can't think of a win before this. Mm-hmm. I, before I don't. before this century, yeah, I don't. I don't. I'm not too yeah. sure. Honestly, and it's. They still want to keep him around, which is the crazy part to me. I don't think it's a they thing. I think it's a Jerry Jones. Oh, okay. Thing. By they, I mean the all knowing. As, lo- as long as dictator. they're eating dinner together, they're uh, not oh, yeah. parting ways. They they need. I don't think they need to clear out the whole entire coaching staff. No, no, no. I no. think yeah. it's really just Jason Garrett. Mm-hmm. I I don't understand how he's proven himself to stay there. 
it, it's very confusing. But they, although they did win this game, they ended up they end up losing in the uh, divisional round. We'll end up talking about that. But again, this game very dominant performance. Uh, we like to see it. Maybe not for Eagles fans, but uh, definitely Whatever, they're not in the Super Bowl. <laughs> definitely a very good game. Um, next game, we're actually going to move on. We're going to talk about the Philadelphia Eagles at the Chicago Bears. Now, double doink, baby. Double, that Let's have, get it. That might have been the worst call by an announcer. It, like, as a professional announcer, you're calling it a double doink? I don't Who, know. Was that Chris Collinsworth? I'm, like the, I'm pretty know. sure it was I, Chris Collinsworth. Um, he's only done one. Yeah, that was terrible. Philadelphia, and that was the double doink call. All right? That is going to be the audio clip that is played at my funeral. All right? Who doesn't love the double doink? I don't. It's a terrible call. Shush. It, it, no. Cody Parkley, Parkley is a. Cody yeah, Parkey, Parkey has Parkey done more for the Eagles in his time with another team than he did with the Eagles. Um, Oof, it was a very stagnant game. Uh, although Nick Foles did have two picks, he had uh, a solid game. He completed 25 out of 40 passes, 266 yards, and two touchdowns. But the scoring wasn't very high. It was obviously 16 15 in favor of the Eagles. Um, Run game on both sides of the ball, not there. Um, Receiving-wise, Jeffrey had a solid game. He had six receptions for 82 yards. Um, also, uh, what's his name? Uh, Allen Robinson, he had a very good game, too. Um, he racked up 10 catches for 143 yards and a touchdown. I feel like most of the time when Allen Robinson was catching the ball, there was absolutely nobody on him. I don't really know if you guys noticed that, but I personally did. Mm-hmm. Um, we The Eagles secondary, it obviously, it's very, very banged up to the point where it's just a bunch of practice squad players. But uh, um, the fact that they limited them to 15 points, and I don't know if it's just because Mitch Trubisky is just not the most productive quarterback. or I, I'm surprised, uh, I mean, like how low scoring it was. I mean, both quarterbacks threw over 40 like passes. Yeah. yeah. It was a very like high-powered I, offensive game. I think it's because, I mean, although there was a lot of passing, um, Trubisky didn't have any turnovers, but there were points in the game where – um, there were turnovers on downs, and then, like I said, um, Nick Foles' two interceptions that he threw. Yeah. Um, but the fact that that Eagles secondary at the time limited the Bears to 15 points, that's yeah, pretty, that's, pretty that's impressive. Pretty impressive yeah. I'm very confused, though, on why Josh Adams only got one carry. He only got one carry. He's been, he yes. been a very big part. And, like, I understand, yes, Smallwood's there and um, uh, who, Darren, uh, Sproles. Sproles, Darren Sproles, and they did very well. I'm not saying they didn't. But Josh Adams, I thought, was, you know, progressing very well, and I thought they were going to utilize him just enough just so they can give, you know, Darren Sproles a break. Darren Sproles is a lot older, and, you know, maybe he does need a series off or two just so he can refresh. I'm not saying that, you know, that was what made the game a low-scoring game, but at the same time, you have a young player who has proven to be very useful, not just marching down the field, but especially in the red zone, I feel. Yeah, I, from what I noticed in the Eagles' past few games in the regular season and, in, yeah, just in the, the past, the maybe the last three games in the regular season, is that, Josh, the, when you're in the playoffs, you want explosiveness. That, that's I mean, even in the regular season, you want explosiveness. Josh Adams' first step is very, very slow, and you don't want that out of running back. You want somebody that can explode out of the backfield. Yes, his, you know, when he hits his high speed, he, he can certainly get down the field real quick, but his first step is to slow to the point where a hole's just closed too quick on him. And I noticed that he started very well at first, but... As he progressed, I just noticed his first step just get slower and slower. Obviously, this is something that you can work on um, in the offseason, but if he can't fix that, I don't know if he'll find a role. Uh, I know the Philadelphia Eagles, and now that they're out of the playoffs, they're going to probably go into the draft thinking, 
Um, running back, I don't know if they're committed to signing J.J. after this season. I mm-hmm. personally don't think they are. But um, I think, honestly, what they could do is they could, with Bryce Love tearing his uh, – he tore his ACL, so he's been out. Uh, very injury-plagued season at Stanford, so he might drop very far in the draft. Uh, Eagles could possibly snag him. But uh, Josh Adams, I don't think he's the future. I think he could be maybe a mm-hmm. second running back, third string, but I don't – with his first step being very, very slow – um, that's probably why they didn't use him very much in the playoffs, especially with Sproles coming back. Very, very versatile. Wendell Smallwood had his flashes of, of eight or nine yard uh, carries at points in time, but I think that whole running game is is kind of in a bad moment. Yeah, they're trying to you know find footing, but I feel like at least Josh Adams also can. Like, yes, you're right. He's not he's not as explosive, but he can drive through guys if he needs to. I feel yeah. like he can, especially maybe like him and Smallwood. I feel are about the same with their driving power, but I think he definitely has more due to size advantage over Sproles and due to age as well, being a younger per you know younger guy compared to Darren Sproles. But um, I don't know. Yeah, there's definitely something to work on in the off season. Yeah, and it's going to be a big controversy. But I'm you know excited. Yeah, so that game ended up in a 16 to 15 score as said before in favor of the Eagles. Double doink. Um, obviously Cody Parkey, he's been trashed ever since. But you know, I, I I feel bad personally just because I don't know of, if he'll ever recover from that. I don't know. He's going to be probably really getting. Oh, I don't, it's, and now yeah, now he's getting criticism for joining uh, going on the Today Show or something like that. And yeah. Matt and I I don't think he's going to retain his role in. Chicago. They said they're going to bring in competition, but I mm-hmm. think even if a kicker does below him very slightly, I think they might take the spot over him mm-hmm. um, yeah. solely because of just not good chemistry with the coach as of right now. Definitely. Um, but moving on, we had the uh, Chargers versus Ravens game. Um, Ravens honestly didn't look like they had a chance at all. Maybe towards the end, not really. They mounted a good comeback, though. Um, they did, um, but it was a very both offenses – they, I mean, I personally would, f- in favor of Lamar Jackson this game, now looking at it, he actually had kind of a more productive day than Phillip Rivers had, which is kind of shocking. Um, although he completed less than 50 of his passes, left less than 50% of his passes, he did have 194 yards and two touchdowns, although one of the interceptions that he threw was very, very key in the game, uh, a lot of momentum going the other way. But yeah, it, a lot of these wild card games were kind of, boring kind of stagnant i'm not really sure what to say about it sean you got anything on that yeah i mean some of the some of the games were completely one-sided i mean a lot of the scores don't show that um but if you were like sitting down watching it you could definitely tell who's gonna win i i mean like the the bears game i mean that's just unlucky um the Chargers completely dominated the ravens i mean the, the ravens offense was like terrible um the colts completely outscored the Texans, and then, I mean, the best game was probably the Cowboys-Seahawks game, and mm-hmm. I, I think that game, I, I think if the Seahawks, like, had a better running game, which is, the, they're a running team, they would probably win that game, um, but, you know, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, yeah, I mean. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, I, I totally agree with what you said. Uh, yeah, the the games in the wildcard weekend, they were very, like, as you said, they were very one-sided, but the score doesn't really show that. Um, kind of shocked. I mean, Philip Rivers has obviously not proven himself in the postseason. Um, he has yet to do so. Uh, like I said, he only he only had 22 completions out of 32 attempts. He only had 160 yards. But honestly, this the defense is what carried them the whole entire time. Uh, Melvin Gordon had a touchdown, but he he averaged 2.4 4 yards per carry. He had a 17 uh, carries for 40 yards. 
Uh, Austin Eckler, even the backup, he also had 11 carries, but only for 29 yards. So it, it's actually funny to think that Philip Rivers averaged the most yards per carry because he had three rushes for uh, 15 yards. So that's uh, a bit comedic. Um, but, yeah, the leading receiver was Mike Williams with 42 yards and only two receptions. So it, it's this could explain why they didn't do very good against uh, the Patriots. Um, also, the defense didn't do very good. But basically in this game, kind they, of – They just didn't look like their regular season self. They, they didn't. Uh, like at that, all. That explosive offense was it, not there. Keenan Allen, gone. Uh, he was practically non-existent. He had, he had four catches for 37 yards. Um, that was it. Well, yeah, I'm shocked they won this game. I think it's solely because of defense taking advantage of a, a very raw rookie. Uh, quarterback. Seven, seven sacks. Seven sacks, yeah. That's, that's crazy. You can't win a game getting sacked seven times. That's that's no. rough. Absolutely. Well, he did mount a pretty good comeback, I mean, I'll have yeah. to admit. And um, everyone's saying, oh, why didn't they put in Joe Flacco? Well, you're, well, what was happening when he was in the regular season? You guys were losing all your games. Once you put uh, Lamar Jackson in, well, I think they went 6-1 and one with him in as a starter during the regular season. You stick with your man. You stick with your future. Joe Flacco's on the way out. Yeah, whether I, he wants to be because he whether he wants to be because he wants to retire or he's getting pushed out because he does not fit that scheme anymore, it's going to happen. And Lamar Jackson is going to take his spot. I I agree with that to an extent. I know you're kind of adding me right now, but knowing Joe Flacco's, I he obviously hasn't done uh, he's done absolutely nothing this season. Mm-hmm. But prior to this season, when he has made the playoffs, he has shown flashes of of an elite quarterback, maybe not in the regular season, but definitely Oof. in the postseason. I mean, he has a ring to he's his name. Elite. Not in the regular season, Gross. he's not elite, but, I mean, he's put up amazing fights against Brady, and that's not exactly the easiest thing to do. Like I said, he does have a ring. I'm not saying they should have, but I do question it a little bit solely because it, it's a hot topic right now. But, yeah, I, I could definitely see moving forward with your future. You want to get him used to the playoffs because this is a very young team. They have a great defense, young offense. Um, so that, no, I totally understand why why they would keep Lamar Jackson and, in, and I I can see why you would you would want Joe Flacco in. I mean, he won you a Super Bowl. He's probably the best Ravens quarterback of all time. Um, as you said, like he he's done super well in postseason throughout his career. But I mean, I th- I think people are just too quick to turn on someone. Um, no, absolutely. You know, especially this season. I mean, like uh, the the kid won you like. The kid put you in the playoffs. I mean, if you had Joe Flacco in there, you would never have made the playoffs. Last time it's they just... were at the playoffs was 2014, by the way. I just want to say that. So yeah. it had been years yeah. since had, they had been in the playoffs and with Joe Flacco. solely because the Steelers and he, he didn't, reign of dominance. That, that too, yes. He, that he didn't happen. have a good game, but that's your that's the quarterback of the future. Uh, you, have to, you have to keep him in. It instills confidence. He was going to learn from it. Hopefully he can bounce back. Um, but, I mean, you know – I mean, at the end of the day, it was a close game. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I I don't think they would have won. I never expected them to win. But I mean, you have to like give Lamar Jackson credit. Um, he he did bring the Ravens to um, this point, and uh, he's going to be the quarterback of the future. I mean, will will he do good there? I I don't think I I don't think he's ever going to win a Super Bowl with the Ravens. I, I don't, it, he's not. I don't think it's not, him. It's just the, the the team as a whole. Yeah, it, it's, it's he's not. There's too many flaws in total, it's, and he's not yeah. polished enough. I no. don't know if he can develop that posture out his career, but as of right now, he's just very raw. He has a lot of flaws in his game. Like I said, he's not very accurate. He only he completed less than fifty percent of his passes. Like, he has so. he has the potential to be like a very versatile quarterback, but you know until he like fixes his throwing, until like you know they can put some like decent weapons around him, um, uh, 
it's gonna yeah, be Michael a Yeah, Michael Crabtree is your number one wide you, out. You can only yeah, go yeah. so far with the defense. I mean, I think that's what they did. I think that's another big reason why they got here, but yeah. Yeah, all right. So moving on to the last game of the wild card round, um, we had uh, Indianapolis uh, at the Houston Texans. Um, this is actually the first time in Deshaun Watson's career he's lost by more than one score. Um, but he certainly did not show up during this game. Um, they only put up seven points. Andrew Luck, I, he was actually shaky at first. Uh, he threw a, a interesting pick. Um, it was kind of a weird play when it happened. But um, 19 for 32, 222 yards, two touchdowns. Very, it's a solid stat line. But by all means, the star player of this game was Marlon Mack. 24 carries, 148 sure. yards, 6.2 average, and uh, and one touchdown. Uh, that's just crazy. Um, they didn't really use Hines or. Uh, Jordan Wilkins very much in the running game. I don't think Hines even got a touch as a um, running back. But uh, I don't think, even think he got a reception either. But, uh, no, this was a very dominant performance for the most part. Defense did very well. Um, on Deshaun Watts' hand, he went 29 for 49, 235 yards, touchdown, and interception. I think the key to the Colts' success was limiting the run game. Lamar Miller only had 18 yards on the ground as your number one running back, so that's very, very disappointing. Um, but Deshaun Watson was the rushing leader with 76 yards, so that's very inter- interesting to see. We know he's a very mobile quarterback, but uh, if that run game, like I said, even in the regular season, even in the postseason, if you cannot get that run game going at all, it's going to be a very, very tough, tough game. I thought this game right behind the Eagles game was the game I was the most excited for, and it was the most disappointing because, honestly, I thought this was going to be a really cool shootout. I mean, you got Andrew Luck, who pretty much was considered – dead in the water last year, comes back this season and makes it to the playoffs with this team, who, by the way, I love Quentin Nelson. This man is a stud. He's, 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 he's oh, I, 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 very <laughs> few offensive linemen get uh, attention, and he's getting it, and I'm just, I love it. Well, it's he's great. all pro, so, I mean, yeah. Yeah, you have to, but I really thought. And it I was mean, a, divi- and it was a, you know, because they're both in the same division, so that made yeah. it even more interesting rivals, mm-hmm. but, um. I thought it was just going to be something more, and it was just a blowout. But and you know what? That was the same thing with the entire wild card weekend. Yeah, no, you're you know, right. It's the playoffs. You expect good games, and honestly, it doesn't always happen. But for all four games to be kind of bad like this, mm-hmm. uh, not not at all what we would expect. But um, At least Dallas and e- the Dallas Seahawks and the uh, Eagles-Chicago game was at least kind of close, so you, there's mm-hmm. reason to watch it. But there are definitely lulls in the, yeah. in the game. Although DeAndre Hopkins is – considered i mean he he's probably the best receiver in the league this year um top five in the past couple um limited to 37 yards only five receptions he was the third best receiver on the team for the day uh second best was lamar miller the running back he had eight receptions for 63 yards but uh rookie standout kiki kuti 11 receptions for 110 yards and a touchdown. Now, that's impressive. I knew this kid was a sleeper coming out of college, and he's had his ups and downs throughout the season um, solely because of injury. But to come back for the playoffs and put up that kind of stat line, that's, that's very impressive. That is a young chemistry growing between the two, uh, Watson and Kuti. Um, Hopkins isn't going anywhere, but with Wolfler consistently getting injured, Kuti could honestly become the second primary receiver for him. Um, so that's an interesting stat line, something to think about in the – Texans future maybe upping his role in that system but uh all in all this game was very like Sean said one-sided like the rest of the games yeah I'm proud of the Colts yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I'm proud so of proud of the Colts I never gave up I never gave hope on these kids well men 
I'm like, I mean, Quentin Nelson looks like a grown man. Oh, maybe, Quentin Nelson, but he, he's, he's a he's the Hulk, man. He's he's, he's huge. huge. He just lays out pancake Him, after pancake. Uh, look, I follow Quentin Nelson on Instagram for whatever reason. <laughs> his the size of him and his girlfriend is too. Oh, it's staggering. I've seen it's it. Crazy. I've seen it. It's crazy. His biceps are probably bigger than her in general. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's a large man. He <laughs> practically bulldozes anyone that steps up against and him. You know, what? credit to him because they they didn't give up a single sack. I no. mean, you're this going up thing. against Javon Clowney, JJ Watt. Yeah, absolutely. It's crazy. And uh, I believe there was one point in time when uh, the Colts were up again. I think it was in the Chiefs game, and. I, I mean, we'll talk about it later. But even though they lost, but he absolutely leveled somebody. And, and but we've seen it throughout the season. This kid's a stud. Like I said, he made All Pro. Uh, like Nick said, offensive linemen don't really get a ton of attention. But this kid's been a uh, he's been the hype lately. Um, he's a twenty-four-hour diner that yeah. serves nothing but pancakes. Yeah, and that's what we love to see. He's very, very good. But. uh to continue, we're gonna move so on to the. Uh, we're gonna move on to I'm the divisional now. round. I like chocolate chip. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we got the uh, Colts. We're gonna continue with the Colts. Actually, Colin's trying to keep composure. <laughs> no, I'm trying so hard right now. <laughs> Can we Focus. just talk about pancakes? The rest no, of the no. Focus. Down to pancake. So we got Ooh. we got the Colts and Chiefs game. Yes. Probably stop being proud of the Colts after this game. Yeah, huh, Sean? Yeah. I mean, what are you going um, against? Patrick Mahomes. Pat, Patty Mahomes. If any of you out there watch Great Iron Heights, uh, 10 out of 10 suggests just because <laughs> of the way they portray Patrick Mahomes is the funniest thing in the world. It was very, very, very dominant game. Patrick Mahomes, although his stat line and passer rating, I believe, wasn't too high. Um, he completed 27 out of 41 attempts. He had 278 yards. However, he did not have any interceptions, but he did not have any touchdowns. Um a lot of this game was because of the running game. Three, four of the touchdowns were rushing. One was actually by Mahomes. But a Daryl Williams, very limited role. He managed to get a touchdown in there. Uh, Tariq Hill, if anyone watched that, put on, he put on the burners on a jet sweep. Uh, one carry for 36 yards and a touchdown. Just an absolutely insane run. I could barely keep up with how fast he was running. My eyes could not catch up to him. Um, and Damian Williams, the honestly surprised player in this whole entire offense with Kareem Hunt. Uh, seemed as though that running game was in was being dismantled, uh, but they signed him to a nice contract extension. Uh, I can see why. 25 carries for 129 yards and a touchdown. Uh, like I said before, if you get the run game going, that it's huge because you can just prove to be so much more dominant and just with the clock and everything, uh, it's crazy. Uh, Travis Kelsey doing good as usual, 108 yards. Tariq Hill, 72 yards on eight receptions. Very solid game. Um, not really much to say except the Colts got a loss handed to him. I I think the big thing here was the defenses. I think the defenses switched identities this game. I mean the the Kansas City Chiefs defense played amazing. They had a fantastic game, and the the Colts defense, I who I I mean I would prefer any day over the Chiefs defense. Um, it did not come to play. I mean I I don't really know. It's just down to that. I think the, defense really won this mm-hmm. game for the Chiefs. The Chiefs defense in the regular season, you would not expect them exactly. to be nearly yeah. like this. And especially when you one look of the back wor- at the Rams yeah. game. Yeah, one of the worst in the running game. Honestly, like n- not even top half in the passing game. It, it's just very weird to see a defense flip that quickly. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, will this continue against the Patriots? We don't know. But uh, Pat, Patrick Mahomes. Andy Reid against Bill the, Belichick again. He, now, this is one thing I'd like to point again. out. The difference between Alex Smith and Patrick Mahomes and uh, Andy Reid, actually. They all have something to do with this. 
I think Alex Smith was such a, a game manager, check down Charlie. Uh, Andy Reid was so concerned with letting him loose. He did earlier in the season last year, um, and he did really good, but then he started limiting his role, and then he slowed down, and then they lose in the playoffs first round of the Titans. And uh, the difference between Smith and Mahomes is Mahomes, he, he's just, I feel like he's fearless. I feel like he, he cares so much about the game, and he's such a competitor that, that he literally does anything. No look passes, left-handed passes. He's 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 blue chip talent. That's what I personally think. I thought ever since he got drafted, I was mad the Saints didn't get him. But uh, I've always said, me and my friend back home, I've always said that this kid will be better than Deshaun Watson. And so far, my point has proven right. Um, I loved him coming out of college. Everyone was like, oh my God, Texas Tech quarterback, he'll never do anything. Well, see what he's doing now. This kid's a stud. I don't really think there's any argument against that. The only thing was like in the beginning of the season, I did not have faith. Because I would see him play, and I'm like, he's sloppy. This scrambling and this sidearm chucking and this getting out of the pocket constantly. But that's his play style. That's his play style, and it works. So I just didn't realize it. I'm like, oh, he just can't, you know, he doesn't work well, I guess. Like, I guess he just, you know, or his offensive line is kind of like falling apart. But that's just what he does. He loves throwing the ball sidearm. It's natural to him because of his baseball background. It's just kind of crazy that – you see him playing it's like this should not work and then it he just is able to it find works. his man yeah. and it works he's like i don't even look when i throw who cares like he's gonna get there somehow oh. he's got great vision he, like i said i think uh, he's gonna be a stud for years to come i think uh when brady's gone until that competition goes away i think the chiefs might honestly be the next the next dynasty for years to come mm-hmm. um unless belichick retains his role as a head coach when brady's gone we'll see how that goes but yeah, that was definitely a very dominant game by the Chiefs. Dominant game, uh, all in all. Moving on, we got the uh, Rams versus Cowboys. Um, the whole entire game, it was almost as if the Rams had it, and then it was like the Cowboys were coming back. But then the Rams had it again. But hold on, the Cowboys are coming back, and, and it just kept happening to the point where eventually the Rams just got away with winning. Um, but they did have a very good performance. But can we talk about? One of my favorite players in the past few weeks. Who cares about Todd Gurley? Let's talk about C.J. Anderson. <laughs> the man's a bowling ball. He bounces off of everyone that tries to tackle him. He was insane. Um, 23 carries for 123 yards and two touchdowns. At the beginning of the season, Carolina signs him. Doesn't get a great role. Gets cut. And Oh, no, no, no. At the beginning, he was with Denver. Gets cut in the offseason. And then he goes to Carolina, gets signed, gets cut. Then went he goes to Oakland. went to Oakland, didn't even play a snap, got cut. Uh, LA picks him up as insurance because Malcolm Brown got hurt, and he's playing like a Pro Bowler. It's just the weirdest thing in the world to me, mm-hmm. but uh, definitely interesting, and I, I enjoy it very much. But nonetheless, Todd Gurley also had 16 carries for 115 yards. That is a grand total of 238 yards and three touchdowns solely on the ground. That's how they won this game. Pretty much. Goff didn't do anything. He didn't do anything. He had 186 with an average of 6.6 yards, 15 for 28. I mean, this running game, pretty much, it, it won. It won for the team. And especially when you're going, again, we Dallas, again, has, has a very good defense. And you can get past that defensive line on the run game, that's really good because that's where most teams get stopped up by Dallas is that their run game can't go anywhere. That's what we saw with the Seahawks, all right? So that's why, I I mean, C.J. Anderson, I don't know. He really just came out of nowhere, and he helped. And it, it, with Gurley also, it just propels the team forward. Yeah, Um. also, uh, speaking about um, running, uh, 
the Rams only held uh, Ezekiel Elliott to 47 yards. I and like that. that's yeah, good. that's um that right there is why they won. That, that's saying something. The the Cowboys can't win with Ezekiel Elliott running those numbers. Exactly. Um, and so I think you neutralize that. I mean, what can they now, really do? No, I don't think Prescott exactly had the worst performance. He did have 20 completions for 266 yards and a touchdown. Uh, rookie standout Michael Gallup um, overshadowed uh, Amari Cooper. He had, uh, Gallup had six receptions for 119 yards, no touchdowns. Amari Cooper had six receptions for 65 yards, but a touchdown. But Gallup, his role's been kind of weird throughout the season. Um, I feel like they didn't use him enough. He has a very good size and skill set, but um, that could be a good duo for years to come. But I think a lot of it just solely relies on Dak Prescott's production. I was very surprised Cole Beasley did not get targeted, not just this game, but also in the Seahawks game. Because I felt like during the regular season, Cole Beasley was a big target whenever um, was it Prescott uh, didn't really have any options. Cole Beasley, Cole was, Beasley only got – he only had one reception for 15 yards. Yeah, That's it. this past game. And then, like, I think the Seahawks game um, – he didn't get much either for that. Uh, what did he get? Probably, he, I think he only had two or three receptions. Yeah, there. and it's just kind of crazy because I thought he was such a big part of their offense throughout this whole season. He, he's usually been for the past few years. Yeah, I mean, he's not an elite receiver, but no, he's, no, he's no, like no, your no, reliable no. check down Exactly, guy. exactly. And that's what you need when you're going against a big team like L.A., who, by the way, I am very surprised, again, that their defense did so well. Mm-hmm. Kansas City and the Rams have been notorious the whole season for having – Amazing offenses that are really fast and really good, but very horrible. It's insane, and now they're both coming out this postseason. They just you know snapped it into high gear, and they're like, "Let's go get it!" All right. So I mean, it's great to see. It really is. I mean, I've I've never understood why the Rams' defense isn't that great this year. I mean, they're they're, on paper, on paper, it should be. They're godlike. Marcus Peters is overrated. Tell uh, at me if I'm wrong. But Marcus Peters, in my opinion, is the most overrated cornerback in the NFL. If he lines up man-to-man any with anyone, I don't care if it's a third-string wide receiver, as long as he has a decent first move, he will burn Marcus Peters every single time. Any time Marcus Peters is in man, he gets burned. I just To me, he's very overrated. Mm-hmm. Um, but moving on, sorry for my quick rant. Um, <laughs> very dominant game by the Patriots against the Chargers. Um Again, a game I thought was going to be very close and really fun to watch because it's Phil Rivers versus Tom Brady, like the old two very great quarterbacks coming against each other. One with really great success in the postseason, one without, and it's just yeah, and same thing happened as usual. Sean, really what was the stat on um, Chargers, or not Chargers, uh, Rivers against Brady? Uh, so heading into that game, uh, Rivers was 0-7 all-time against Tom Brady, both uh, postseason and offseason. Clearly right, no uh, No, offseason, regular season. Um, so that... Loss basically is he's now 0 and 8. With what I mean, Philip Rivers has had success throughout his career stat wise, but in terms of comp- competing in the uh, playoffs, it's not really there. Um, he didn't, it's not as if he had a bad game, he did complete less. His than, stats were amazing. Well, n- well, no, he completed less than 50% of his okay, passes, that wasn't good, but the yards um, and the touchdowns, but the yards, yeah, uh, 331 yards, three touchdowns, and one interception. Um, run game non existent, nine carries for 100 for. Only 15 yards for Melvin Gordon. That's that's uh, horrendous. But he he did have a touchdown, but not that that meant anything. Um, Keenan Allen, number one receiver, only had two receptions for 70, but he did have 75 yards and a touchdown. He absolutely uh, burned Stephon Gilmore on the double move. Uh, very, it was a very crisp route. Uh, Tyrell Williams, five receptions for 94 yards. Um, personally, moving forward, uh, based off of Keenan Allen's injury history. Um, when his contract expires, I don't think the Chargers will retain him or they might try and trade him because I think Mike Williams is going to break out. What do you think, Sean? Carolina. 
<laughs> Carolina? You want Carolina. to go to Carolina? They don't really have receivers over there. I mean, DJ nope. Moore, yeah. Not gonna, DJ Moore. That's it. DJ Moore, that's it. He, but he's, he's punches. No, he's not. No, nah. nah, he's nah. not. Get out. Um, but yeah, no. Nah, the it, although they lost, they do a lot of their players are young, both on defense and offense. Um, Brady, kind of tired of hearing he, his name in the playoffs. He had a good game though. Three hundred and forty-three yards, a touchdown, thirty-four completions, forty-four passes. But star on the Patriots, Sony Michelle. Dude went three off. first half <laughs> touchdowns. That's he's insane. So, he's so good. I I don't care what anyone says. I think he might have. I know Saquon and Baker Mayfield for offensive rookie there, but low key this kid had a very very solid season. Mm-hmm. Uh, twenty four carries, one hundred twenty nine yards, five point four average, three touchdowns, like you said in the first half. Um, but how about uh? Okay, so I know James White. He set a, a postseason record for most receptions uh, as a running back in a game. He had 15 receptions for 97 yards, um, only a 6.5 average. So that clearly means that that's Brady's uh, check down. Um, but Julian Edelman, the Iron Man, he that's went for very good game. he went for nine receptions for 151 yards. That was a very solid game. Mm-hmm. But but this whole season and postseason, most non-existent person. Honestly, he's become slightly irrelevant. Rob, Rob Gronkowski, what's going on? He's old and broken. He's not old. He's just he's just he bro- broken. He's broken. Yeah. He, yeah. He's, he's, Patriots have broken that man's body. Yeah. Right? Yeah. He can barely. He got. It was still the funniest do, video do I he, saw. He, do, you think, do you think he's done after this? Year? I don't think if, he's done. He's he physically gifted. Done. He doesn't want to be done. He's young. He wants to play. Uh, but he. It, but, the, the, the discussion but it, has come up again. It's a business decision. Yeah. In the yeah. End His mind Patriots. is not in it. Anymore. I mean, like that it's video that came it's... up was when Tom's like Gronk, stand up, like during the game. Funniest video I thought, but it was still like wow, like the man still kind of doesn't know what's going on on the field, hundred yeah. percent. And you know that some players are very football smart. You know they can uh, analyze things very quickly. Some are just workhorses that are nationally uh, talented athletes but have no brains behind it. Yeah. So that game, like I said, very one-sided. Gronk, um, please don't come beat me up. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, dominant game by the Patriots, as expected, out of Brady. Uh, Brady in the playoffs. Doesn't matter who's going up against him. It's Brady in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Uh, moving on, Eagles at the New Orleans Saints. Uh, I would love, personally love, to talk about this game, although Nick might not want to. I'm neutral. Sean's neutral because he's yeah, a Panthers fan. I've been told fan, by my doctor <laughs> to not talk about it because my blood pressure gets high. Okay, yeah, we need, we're going to talk about it. Um, <laughs> I will never discredit Nick Foles in the playoffs. Can we get water in here? <laughs> the man's magical. We, we saw what he did in the, the postseason last year. Um, magic just happened to run out, but I will never discredit him. I will give him full credit for everything he's done in the postseason. Uh, he only had 18 completions for 31 yards, 201 yards, one touchdown, two interceptions, two interceptions. Proving to be very, very crucial. One, not his fault. Alshon Jeffrey just honestly just mishandled it. Could not reel it in. Very, very, very unlike him. Um, it was very, honestly, kind of a miracle moment for the Saints. Uh, just the odds playing on their side. Um, Super unfortunate. Like, ju- just when you thought, like, Foles' magic was going to come back, mm-hmm. it's it was, like, One of his, done just like and that. And, you know, he, does, he only had three drops in, like, Either that season or the past couple of seasons, but uh, very talented receiver. Um, I don't think he's he, he's definitely not gonna get to hate Cody Park. He did, but no, um, definitely it, not. you hate to see it. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I think this game though definitely showed um, that our defense uh, needs a change. Uh, 
Mostly because Jim Schwartz needs to get out of Philadelphia. Yeah, and you've been saying this the whole entire season. Don't care. So I will. I, no, no, no. I'm saying I'm confirming that you've been wanting this for a long time, not just yes. since the playoffs started. Nick for is a long shaking. Time. And the Crayon LeBlanc. I mean, Cravon LeBlanc. Cravon oh LeBlanc. LeBlanc. Sorry, I always call him Crayon. <laughs> Cravon LeBlanc is a very good player, and you know, not just because of the whole interception in the first play. Yes, that was you know, amazing, but the whole game he was you know very dominant and uh, you know do good uh, had good coverage. I'm not really game. sure why he wasn't really. Michael Thomas. Maybe he can't just handle Michael Thomas. But all right, all right. My, I think my, in uh, from the Eagles' perspective, I would be extremely disappointed in Golden Tate since he has come to he, the Eagles. He has, been a he has absolutely done nothing. Um, I wasn't really confident with this decision um, when it happened, when this trade happened, and I'm I still not. I mean, although I'm not an Eagles fan, I still think it was a terrible move. Mm-hmm. Um, we didn't trade a lot away for him. That's you the did, one it good was thing. a third round pick, but third round picks are third, third round picks. Third round picks, yeah. But I mean, but I mean, at least like we're not, yeah. open, you know, trading away all our first round picks for players that are not, you know, or trading away our best yeah. players. This was not a good move, yes, but I think he only has one year left. I think this is his last I year think, of the contract. Think, yeah, something like that. So I mean, he's not going, and maybe, I mean, he's at the end of his career. And I think that's a, you know. Um, you know, it was definitely a misstep, but I mean, we definitely still have a lot of uh, receivers that can overlap him. You know, yeah, I feel like no. it wasn't you know terrible. Nelson Aguilar, Young, I'm not. Oh yeah, I'm still not convinced on him though. Um, I think he still has a good season. He, not a good. He's game, too but. inconsistent for my likings. Even though I'm not an Eagles fan, mm-hmm. but still, just as a sports fan in general, I think that's uh, it's concerning what they might do with him. But on the same side of the ball, Breeze was not exactly as crisp as he usually is, but he definitely um, turned on the burners when he needed to. He had 28 Second com- half, he was really good. Yeah, 28 completions for uh, out of 38 attempts, 301 yards, two touchdowns, one interception, one interception like you said, the cream on the block. Uh, Kamara, he had the run game going, six carries for 71 yards, 4.4 average, and Mark Ingram also added uh, 53 yards on nine carries. But my standout guy, you can't guard Mike. You can't. You just can't guard Mike. This kid is a stud. I, God, I love him so much. 12 receptions for 171 yards and a touchdown. Oh, he just destroyed the Eagles secondary. Although he should have because that is a very depleted secondary. And if oh, he yeah. didn't, that's just very mildly disappointing. Mm-hmm. But um, he's been doing this all season. I love this kid. He's he's extremely talented. Um, clear cut, Drew Brees' favorite receiver by by large, large margin. But, um, yeah, this game... I mean, bad. It was very disappointing ending in terms of the Eagles. Yeah. Um, but I think all in all, it was a very good game, and th- mm-hmm. this is what I like to see. It came down to the end. It, you know, the score might not have been high, but it was a good game. It was to really watch, fun and game that, to that's watch. That's what I like to. That's what I like to see. Also, I think that this is another thing for the Saints is that we're going to see uh, more of Alvin Kamara because Absolutely. I think, and they this is a, this should have been going on the whole season. I mean, the man is a threat in the red zone, but I think now that they used him more during the open field, what. Uh, 16 uh, rush, uh, 16 attempts, 71 yards, average of 4.4. That's very good. And I he, mean, last time he played the Rams, he had three touchdowns. Yeah, so, so. I think uh, I mean I think he is probably better than Ingram. I think oh, he, by, he, by he, a large he is. margin, he by is. a large he margin, he is. And I think um, you know I th- I don't know why they haven't been doing this all season, but at the same time, I mean they obviously know what they're doing because they're going to the NFC Conference Championship. I think it's so. because. Because like last year the boom and that, that's what they call them boom and zoom like that combo was like phenomenal last year they yeah. were the first first pair of um, running backs in history to uh, gather uh, fifteen hundred yards each it's it's never happened before they combined for I'm pretty sure it was 
27 or 28 touchdowns. That's just very, very remarkable stat. Mm -hmm. uh, like I said, uh, 3,000 yards and 28 touchdowns, somewhere around that range. Don't I don't know if I'm 100% sure, but very close to that. But um, they, although Mark Ingram was suspended for the first four games, they wanted to see that chemistry come back. It clearly didn't happen. Uh, Drew Brees was relied on a bit more this year, um, unlike last year. Uh, but, yeah, no, moving on. Ingram's a free agent after the season. We'll see where he goes. I he he's mentioned how much he loved New Orleans so much. He was drafted here. His family lives here. He's played here his whole entire career. But um, knowing that Kamara is the clear cut running back, and um, we do have depth at running back behind Ingram, I don't think he will retain a spot in New Orleans. No. But um, I'm sure he will find a home somewhere. I'm sure he will uh, continue to thrive somewhere. Um, and uh, I hope it all goes well for him. But Kamara in the next round, I would love to see a lot out of him. Um, so that concludes the uh, divisional round. So all we really have left is um, just some slight predictions, very, very low-key predictions, what we might think uh, happens in the uh, NFC Championship game and the AFC Championship game. I'm just going to start it off real quick. Um, and, look, I'm not just saying this because I'm, bi I'm, I'm a Saints fan. I'm, this is no bias. But I personally do think the Saints win. Um, I think it will be a, a very, very close game like it was last time. Um Right now, the offensive line for the Saints is very, very banged up. Uh, Andrews Pete, he has a uh, partially broken hand. Uh, Teron Armstead, he uh, has a st is still recovering from a pectoral tear. Tear. Um, he said he felt a good pain, which is a very interesting uh, thing to say. Um, good pain. Yeah, a good pain because he w loves playing and he loves winning, but at I the guess. same time, he's feeling pain. a lot of pain. Pain's never good. Yeah, but um. Oh, never mind. I think I think the Saints win this by I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say in the three to seven point range. I think it'll come down to the final moments. Um, for the AFC game, I you know Brady's he's been obviously the most dominant player in or he's been that team just the team in general New England Patriots um, in the AFC. We practically see him in the Super Bowl every single year, um, but I think it changes this year. I think. Andy Reid, you know, he hasn't really been the most successful coach in the postseason the past couple seasons, but um, I think he's going to let Patrick Mahomes lose. I think Mahomes has a chip on his shoulder knowing that um, he lost in Foxborough uh, against the Patriots due to the last-second drive to the Brady, but I think Mahomes is going to come to play. Um, and I personally think this is going to be a 7-10 to point, point game. That's, that's my personal prediction. Anyone else? Um, yeah, I pretty much agree with you. Um, the only thing is for the, I mean, I think the Saints are down and win against the Rams. The only thing is, if Drew Brees has another game like the Eagles game, I think the Rams are gonna run all over, are gonna, you know, just destroy him. Just because you can't have a slow start against the Rams right now, it's just not ha going to win you the football Absolutely. game. So he needs to come out just the whole game and not get like, um, just like a, uh, you know, truck, just keep driving. And um, if he can do that, then yeah, no, the Saints, I feel, will definitely put up a good game against the Rams. I mean, yes, it's gonna be close, but I feel that they are gonna pull out. So wait, and, hold on, real quick, just to add to that, um, yeah. with how good, like I said, um, the Rams put up 238 yards against a very stout. Dallas defensive uh, line that mm -hmm. that it's been known to uh, shut down a running game, but it clearly couldn't against the Rams and star player and defensive tackle. It's very sad to see uh, Sheldon Rankins. He's having a breakout season. He just tore his Achilles, so he won't yeah. be there oh, yeah. um, in that, that game. So that is a major flaw mm -hmm. in the Saints system for this game. Um, so we'll see if the Rams attack that. We'll mm -hmm. see. And again, I, I really want to see the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, come up I mean I like I'm really like Pat Mahomes and as much as Andy Reid does frustrate me at times and 
Again, I'm told by my doctor not to talk about him. I still think he is decent at clock management, and maybe he has improved. But <laughs> I'm. it's the thing of uh, the Belichick and Brady playoff magic that happens and you can't i don't know what it is like i mean there were only i mean it's unusual for them there were two seed coming in and they're already feeling the pressure so it's one of those things that i mean i think he just plays harder when we doubt him at the same time so i'm not going to doubt him and hopefully the chiefs will win all right and uh sean finish it off for me colin hey bud Oh no! All right. So, what do you think? All right, tell me why you think the Rams are gonna win. <laughs> from from what you just suggested to me and the way you just spoke to me, uh, why do you think the Rams are gonna win this game? I, I'm not saying. I mean, I want the Saints to win, but will I be shocked if the Rams win? No, I won't. Oh, it's gonna be a good game. Both That's all I care about. I think it's gonna be close. <laughs> I think it's gonna be super close. I think it's gonna kind of be like the Eagles game where it comes down to like one lucky play. Um, and I'm going to pick the Saints. Oh. Okay, like, really? Why do you got to be all yeah. suspenseful Fake like that? Yeah, like, no, seriously? Uh, I, I think the Saints are going to be in the Super Bowl. I, I think uh, a team led by Sean McVay, as impressive as they've been, it's, it's, it's just, there's something wrong. There's just, it, there's something, there's, like, one last piece that, like, won't let me, like, trust them. I, there's just something not there that I think that they would, um, you know, make it to the big stage. Um, I think they just need to figure out um, their defense. I, th- I think it's there's just something about this game. It's, it's going to be high scoring. I think it's going to come down to like one last play. It's going to come down to a few mistakes. But I think at the end, end of the day, I think older Breeze, more experienced, you know, Sean Payton, just topples like a young, inexperienced Jared Goff and Sean McVay. And I think that's, you know, it's going to come down to something like that. Um, as for the AFC... I I'm I've been rooting for the Chiefs on the AFC side. Um, you know I've been all uppity about the like Colts and all that, but I, I didn't think the Colts were gonna get too far. Um, but I I definitely want to see Andy Reid win a Super Bowl. I definitely you know uh, would like Patrick Mahomes' like outstanding MVP caliber season to be complemented with you know a ring. Um, it it's it's a scary pick, but I'm 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 bored with the Chiefs as well. Um, all right, it's, so it looks like we're all on the yeah, same page. Pretty much. Um, yeah, but the, these games, uh, the uh, Kansas City game will be hosted in Kansas City, and the uh, Rams game will be hosted in New Orleans. So. As, as much as I would love to see a Brady Breeze Super Bowl, like that, that's that probably, would that really, would be the most be iconic awesome. Super Bowl of all time. But I then, can't think of anything. Think like, about it on the flip side. You see a young talent against a veteran QB, yeah, and that's mm-hmm. also kind of a special yeah. thing to watch. Like this. I wish this happened like sooner, you know. I wish this was a possibility sooner. Yeah. Um. I. And I think you know, even like if that were to happen, I think the Saints would stomp on the Patriots I, because we'll this see. is the, the Patriots are past their prime. They're on. They're like. They're, cer- the they're certainly like. I, I know they had a great game, but they're certainly not the same team that mm-hmm. we're used to. So I, I think this should have came sooner if you wanted to see something like that. But yeah, put Brady in the playoffs. But yeah, exactly. uh, yeah, Can for sure. It's very hard to bet against him. He's mm-hmm. he's yeah. what's considered to be That's the why this Chiefs pick is scary, man. Yeah. I don't I don't know if I like this pick. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, to all the viewers out there, it, it's when when we make our picks, it's we're using as much knowledge as we have and a lot of it just comes down to kind of a bit of luck, but um 
it's very hard to pick these games, and as we did earlier in the season with fantasy football and stuff, it's very hard to pick players and just you know saying they'll be successful or unsuccessful during the week. It's very hard, but we try our best. But uh, it's actually kind of funny that we're all on the same page with um our picks for the championship weekend. Yeah. But um, I think these games are going to be very close, and I'm I've, yeah, I'm sure. actually very very excited to see who wins, and we are definitely very excited to come back next week and uh, tell you what we think about the upcoming Super Bowl game. Um, so yeah. Thank you for tuning in. And uh, just one last question. Are you down to football?